2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Packernet After Dark. It's the Call-In Show where you get to call in. It's kind of what makes it a call-in show. Uh thank you to everybody for doing such things. 608-501-0718 is where you can go well, if you'd, you'd like, like to participate. participate. If you don't, that's fine. I'll get over it. I will I will survive as uh as as a once famous philosopher once said. Um but a lot of people do like me, and they do want to hang out, and they do call me sometimes. So I'm going to talk to them and hang out with them because they're cool.
3: Hey, Ryan. Um, Roger's uh, decision-making. Oh, sorry. This is Henry from beautiful snowy Minnesota. Hey. Fuck do I hate the fans here. All right. But I'm uh, oh, sorry for swearing. That's a terrible yeah, habit. I'll try to go I, back I, and I'll mute it if I can remember. But I'm trying to. But Roger's decision-making in the first half versus the second half first half looked almost vintage until the second quarter, so uh, so really I should say the first quarter. And then in the second half, he looked terrible. And then we got so far away from the run game, which granted, end of the game makes
2: sense.: Yeah. but it still sucks. God. You hate that to see it.
3: Terrible. Yep. His decision-making. Sammy Watkins when everybody's blanketed over him. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of those down-the-field passes. that Lazard, in the end zone, that was pass interference. His freaking bicep was getting grabbed. Right. And he couldn't move his arm real good. But, come on. You only throw that if you know the refs are going to throw the flag. And if they just aren't throwing flags in the game, you don't throw that ball. Unless you think Lazard can actually catch it. They didn't call anything all game. So, I don't know. I don't know. I'm upset with Rodgers. It, it just didn't seem like he was actually making good reads or anything. So, uh, he's a bum. This game was winnable. The, the defense gave us so many opportunities and we just blew it. I mean, we shouldn't, they shouldn't have scored that much, but the defense still gave us opportunities to come back in and the offense couldn't. Okay. Go, pack go. We'll get them next week, I suppose.
2: Yeah, so. I think, unfortunately, this has kind of been our team for a long time because the same reason I said this is going to be a tough matchup is based on the same advice I used to give to other, not really advice because they're not actually playing, but the same thing I would say to opposing uh, podcast hosts or whatever when they'd invite me on in 2019, 2021, and they'd say, what's the secret to beating this unstoppable Packers team? Well, you you stop the run, you make us one dimensional, and as long as you can get pressure on Rogers a little bit, it'll collapse. We'll get into air it out mode, and Rogers will panic, and he'll freak out, and he'll start throwing to double covered guys, and then we just everything falls apart. The problem is we're a worse team now, and we have less ability to dig ourselves out of that. So if the run game collapses, um. We're kind of done. We don't have Devonte to bail us out, and and really that was kind of maybe the only deciding factor, and maybe the reason why Devontae is such a a big hit for this team because we always kind of sucked in that way, but now it's even worse because first of all our our defense I would say is is actually worse than it was, uh, but beyond, despite the points because it it kind of balances out with the rest of the league, um, but we don't have that get-out-of-jail-free card with Devontae where nothing's working, but, man, let's just let's just drop back and force-feed him, and maybe that can spark a few things, you know? Instead of those third downs getting off the field, you throw that pass to double-covered Devontae, and he bails us out, and, hey, we're good to go. We don't have that anymore. So, in a way, we're kind of the same exact freaking team. We're just kind of being exposed more for the flaws that we have, that we have had for three years and never addressed and never fixed because we were allowed to get away with it, and now we can't. And so things look disjointed and things look look dysfunctional, kind of like they have all year, but again, this time we can't bail ourselves out, and this time we can't sit there and look at the negative fans and say, yeah, you bunch of idiots, you got you complain about everything. All you do is complain. We won the game. Can't you just be happy? Well, in the moment, sure, but now looking back, you know what? Maybe they had a point. Maybe there is something wrong here. Maybe the fact that they couldn't put teams away all year long. Maybe the fact that everything was so close and, and all it took was, you know, the the, the constant playoff losses or teams that can, you know, they have a good defensive line, the 49ers in Tampa. Why are those two teams so hard to play against? Because that's their identity. They're physical teams that will not let you run against them and have great pass rushes. They have great defensive lines. The Eagles, by the way, have a really good defensive line and they just went and upgraded and grabbed, I think, two more pieces. That's that is that is the perfect formula if if your whole goal is to just stop the Packers, just build up your defensive line. Because as long as they can't run the ball, them being the Packers, as long as they're not able to run the ball, they'll eventually have to abandon it. They'll start dropping back and and launching down the field and it's just it's not a successful formula partly because of the Failures of the wide receivers, partly because of the failures of the offensive line, and partly because of the failures of Aaron Rodgers. They're just not built for that, which is which is crazy. And, and a lot of people have been addressing that. You know, this isn't a team that can. Um, Jennings just put out a video that's going uh, to. I I told the guys at thirty third team I'd play it. I don't think I'm going to, mostly just out of laziness. Uh, but I did share it. If you want to see it on my Twitter, um, he he did a video. Jennings did, and um. Kind of talking about you know this isn't the team that leans on Rodgers and and you know he's the one that's going to get you out he's not if if honestly and and this isn't even necessarily meant to be a knock on Rodgers um, you know I mean he's 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 certainly struggling maybe not as bad the comment isn't as bad of an indictment on Rodgers as it's going to sound but this is the reality if the game comes down to Rodgers has to win this for us we're going to lose period. If the game comes down to, we have nothing but Rodgers, can you get us over the hump? The answer to that question is no. Whereas in the past, it felt like it was yes, Rodgers can make magic happen. The answer to that question is no. If we don't have a run game, if we don't have a defense, if we don't have all these other things in place, we cannot win. And I think that's kind of where some people are coming in with the whole, we don't need Rodgers anymore. Because we're not a team built on... One great quarterback can make this all work. That's not true anymore. We need cohesion on, on the offensive line, the wide receivers, the tight ends, the quarterback, the running back, the defensive line, the edge rushers, the linebackers, the corners, and the safeties, and we can't put 90% of our success or failure on the quarterback anymore. It's not working. hes I don't even want to say he's not that guy because it's maybe not fair because it's all the other pieces. Fine, but we're not that team. We're not the team that that says, "Hey, everything else is failing," but it doesn't. You know, the the defense has given up forty points, but we come back and win. Why? Because we have Aaron freaking Rodgers, who's going to put up forty five. That's why. That was the identity of the Packers, but it hasn't been for for kind of a while, and it's definitely not anymore. So, that is, I, I wouldn't take it quite as far as you took it, but that is the the, the things I said. I tend to think are absolute realities.
4: A little upsetting. A little upsetting.
3: Hey,
2: Tom. Offense
4: deciding to fall out when they definitely didn't need to. Defense not knowing what coverage is, and the refs not knowing how to throw flags. Um, but it was a good game.
2: They didn't give up. I think they kind of did. They kind of did, Tom. I, I know Matt Lafleur had made that comment. Well, they they kept battling, did they? Jair giving up that big pass at the end of the game, right? The defensive line kind of giving up. Aaron Rodgers play declining. It felt like maybe not everybody, but it kind of felt like they gave up a little bit.
4: I think the season's over, but I think we're still going to be in for some fun football. That's fair. And I'm okay with that. I can live with that. Fun football for the rest of the year. All right
2: we've lost one of our resident positive fans, um, but no, I, I really think that is a, I think that's it. I mean, you know, um, I think the season is over, but I think we're in for some fun football. I think that's true. And, it, you know, you you can live in abject misery that the season is over and that we've squandered this and squandered that. And why couldn't Rodgers do this? And why doesn't LeFleur just do this? And why didn't we just find a way to keep Devontae or what, whatever the the blame is? Why is Gutekunst the way he is? Um, But I I, I do think, especially since, you know, if we were able to do it against Dallas, there's other teams that are not really built to just shut down the run. Uh, The Eagles probably not going to be our best matchup, but um, the Bears defense has been a complete disaster lately. That could be a fun, imagine that being a shootout. That would be ridiculous. Um, The Lions obviously are another team. I know we just lost to the Lions, but I mean, we beat the Bears too, and we might lose to them. That's certainly true. I think with the new, newfound offensive identity, I think the Lions are something that we could possibly revisit. Remember, uh, the offense was the complete failure in that game. It wasn't the defense. They actually held the Lions to a very low score, despite the Lions having some offensive success. Um, so yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that's kind of where we're at right now. The season, you don't have to give up on the season if you don't want to, but the odds are so... In fact, let me uh, go ahead and pull it up here. See, I don't know if it's up yet. Let's see. The Packers at four and seven right now. Oh, and they do have these prediction things up. That's pretty crazy. Um, I was looking for that last time and I could not find it. Uh, make the playoffs. There is a five percent chance the Packers make the playoffs. There is a zero point two percent chance they win the division. There is a zero point less than a point one percent chance we get a first round bye, and less than a point one chance we win the Super Bowl. Um, if we lose to the Philadelphia Eagles, which most expect we drop to a two percent chance of making the playoffs and a less than one less than one tenth of one percent chance we win the division um and and basically on down the line if we go on to lose to the Bears and the Rams we're done we're out there there are no more playoffs um so Basically, if we lose three games, we are a hundred percent done. We have the one, two, three, four, fifth lowest odds of any team to make the. Uh, actually, we're tied for the third lowest. We're tied with the Jaguars and the Bears with the lowest odds to make the playoffs. Um, it doesn't look like we're quite to the point of talking about elimination. Um, however, interesting note: the Bears can be knocked out of NFC North title contention if the Bears lose and the Vikings win. They're officially Done, done. So we're kinda point is we're getting close to that uh that part of the season where it's it's gonna be kinda game over.
5: Hey, if you ever had like a blowout in your chonies and like kinda have like a little bit of a mark back there. Chonies is underwear. By the way, I don't know. You are a little bit further <laughs> east than me, so I don't know how much of the uh Hispanic vermacular you know. So Tony's underwear. Have a little bit of blob. You see it, got a little bit in there. And you kind of throw it in a dirty wash. Like,
2: uh... Are you saying Tony's underwear? It's not going to help me understand what you're saying if I understand that you are saying Tony's underwear because that's literally the only two words I think I've understood. Something about his Hispanic vernacular and put the underwear in the washing machine? Am I? Am I Okay, we'll just let it ride out does not know whoa
5: or notice, so you see it, it's in there, and you're kind of like, uh, hopefully, it gets by. Yeah, you know, it's kind of what this game seems like, <laughs> seems like, anyway. I think I thought so, you are saying, a good one later. <laughs> hope you're happy, or er, not happy, sorry, I mean, that hope like you're happy, you're hoping for a lose. but uh, I hope you're doing well
2: <clears throat> later. All right, so I don't know if you could understand that or not. I'm not going to explain it because I think I understood it, and it's not worth explaining because it's not what I want to talk about. I do want to, however, read to you what Google thinks he said. Ready? I'm just going to read it. Hey, if you ever had, like, a blow in your Tonys and, like, kind of have, like, a little bit more back there. Tony's underwear, by the way, I don't know. You're a little bit further east than me, so I don't know how much of the Hispanic uh, for macular you know. So Tony's underwear have a little bit of block, you see. It got a little bit in there, and you kind of thought it in the dirty wash, like open your wife doesn't know. Or notice, so you see it. It's in there, and you're kind of like, hopefully it gets by. This game seems like, seems like anyways, so have a good one. Later, you're happy or not happy. Sorry, I hope you're doing well. And to be honest, that's roughly what I heard, so... Uh, <laughs> But no, I think I, uh, I think I kind of get the point. By the way, I realized I forgot to bleep that swear. Just so you know, there's another one coming. I might catch it. I might not. It's after dark. Things get a little crazy.
0: Hey, back Daddy, it's Jersey Mike again.
2: Hey so, man,
0: uh, it took a second to collect my thoughts and think. Uh, Earlier, I called about Joe Barry and his horrible soft zone coverage. Well, you know, for all for all, I hate him. He he did change it up. make it a lot worse but no no no, he, he changed it up they were they were running some man concepts and and it looked like you know he set them up for success but the guys the guys can't do it so the question is what what is going on on our defense where we can't maintain coverage whatever the hell that is Brian Gutekunst, Matt LaFleur, Whoever the hell else, a defensive back coach, what needs to be done to fix this? If, if it's get rid of Joe Barry because he's calling horrible defense, then get rid of him. If it's, you know, bench somebody because we can't cover, then bench him. But we got to figure this out. Right. And, you know, I guess we have the rest of the year because we're definitely not going to the playoffs. Agree. Uh, yeah. Just just frustrated because they got my hopes up during the Cowboys game, you know, making me think that they could do something. And Christian Watson is a phenomenal wide receiver. I am excited for his future. He's got everything going for him. But the rest of this team, I'm I'm very concerned. You know, Matt LaFleur can't even stick to the run game. And I I, I don't know. I mean, part of it is the the refs made some really bad calls. But again, I, I'm I'm sick of two plays being the reason that we don't win games. That's not the reason we don't win games. It's yeah. it's, it's everybody else. Right. It's everybody else on this team not not putting in their effort. So, uh, yeah. Thoughts? Thoughts?
2: Yeah. Well, I. It's also why I usually don't go down the 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 role of well. There's two reasons I don't talk about refs usually. Number one. Everybody loves to do that to the Packers, and it's so stupid, and I don't want to turn around and be like, but the refs. Number two, like you said, you can't look at four quarters of bad play from the team and then complain about the refs. I mean, to to some degree, I mean, if you want to bring it up, fine, but it's, it's, it's not the issue. If the refs were the problem, then we should feel good about next week. We don't. Why? Because it's not the refs. It's the freaking team that was on the field. That's the problem. That's the issue.
4: Howdy, this is Jared from Texas. Hey. Um, yeah, that game, man, rough. But I just, the plays were there. Rodgers missed a lot of open passes. And also, there were some questionable on calls by the refs. Not yep. saying that's the reason why we lost, but some questionable ones. And then, yeah, I don't, I, I was already thinking, very long shot to ever make the playoff season. Now, it's not on but we could win seven in a row, but that would be a tough, knock on wood. But who knows? It, it's unlikely to happen, but I like what the team has. And Rogers' system, I don't know if that's affecting his passes a lot, but it looked like it was tonight. Maybe they should just start doing love the rest of the season. See what he's got. I would love to see that. But anyways, have a good night. Go Pack Go.
2: Yeah, I, I had mentioned that on the podcast. I don't know if it was today's or tomorrow's, but uh, his passes did look, I think it was today's, like something was wrong. And I thought it was weird that he, he refuses to talk about his thumb, And but it it occurred to me, why would he talk about his thumb? Because if you're saying that your thumb is causing problems that are resulting in us potentially losing football games, the logical thing to do is to bench him. And he doesn't want that. So he's not going to say he has an injury that's causing issues. And to be fair, he had an injury against Dallas and he looked fine. But it's, it's nobody said it had to be every single play that, that's a disaster because of his thumb. It's just... A recurring issue that's causing some problems sometimes that can be catastrophic if it causes problems in the wrong situation at the wrong time.
4: I gotta say, the
6: uh touchdown in the back corner of the end zone by Watson, not the free play, but the one that the uh you know, the you know, yeah. across the field, Got the it. not a deep cross because they're in the red zone, but just his speed, he got. He just got across the field, and the guy that's kind of in his zone, there's nobody there. So right when he goes into his zone, he's going too fast,
5: and he can not recover. That's the uh, Watson effect.
2: The best thing about it is they saw this all last week. So if it's a matter of, hey, we got caught off guard, but next week, you know, those guys, they're not going to get cut off guard, so they're going to know what to do. Sometimes it's not about knowing, you know? Um, And you got to understand, you, you can't design your defense around stopping one guy because that's going to cause a lot of problems with the other guys. You're also a f- very afraid of Aaron Jones, of A.J. Dillon, of Alan Lazard, of all these other guys. So, yeah, you know that you got Christian Watson with a bunch of speed. But, again, you can't just say, we're going to call something just to try to take that away because you're probably really limiting and hurting yourself in other areas. He still
6: has a lot of way to go to being a true receiver, but... Needs
2: evident. Yep. Go, back. go. I agree. I'm excited, and, and and that's, again, the biggest part about doing it two weeks in a row is that it proves that it's difficult to stop, right? Obviously, they, they do not want that to happen, and it's, it's difficult to stop. Now, it's going to be easier for teams like the Titans, not because they have elite corners or anything, but because without a threat of the run, there's no threat of play action, and, and they are able to stay... And play, the the deep parts of the field. Whether that be you know whatever cover two, cover three. I don't know, but you're you're covering the deep part of the field to take away Christian Watson. And with no threat in the run game, they don't have to worry about let's bring a guy up or anything like that. So there's there's not as much single high safety like you saw against Dallas. And, and again, that that's if that's the uh, the combination we need. Then moving forward, what we need. Is Watson a slightly better offensive line? Because remember the run blocking was pretty terrible. Yes, it's the Titans, and that's the biggest thing, but okay, be be the Titans, but on the offensive side, this unstoppable force. Right? They're the immovable object, we're the unstoppable force. Because right now we're we're a good running offense until we see like a top five running defense, then we can't do anything. Well, then it's not that good, right? That the mark of being really good at something is you can go toe to toe with the number one and win. If you can't, then I mean you're you're fine, I guess. But nothing super special.
6: Hey Ryan, this is uh, Blake's dad. Hey. But yeah, Packers, Packers suck. Rogers a bum. Dylan's a bum. Sammy Watkins is useless. Lazard's a bum, and then well, one <laughs> catch game. Um, Cobb, is okay. Um, Aaron Jones is okay. He just is, makes cool runs. Um, he's pretty good though. Um, and then Christian Watson is the greatest player on our, you know, um, defense is terrible. Um, Clay Walker was sick Henry a little bit, but that's, that's about all we got. I don't know. I don't really care anymore. Um, I really wanted to be Dallas and I want to be Chicago still, but. I'm to the point where I, I guess I don't know. I don't even know what to say anymore. Let's just, uh, sucks to say, like, I don't care, but of don't care, you know? Let's just get a draft spot. Let's just beat Chicago really badly, just because it's always funny and happens
5: yep, in I
6: Chicago. Um, yeah. I think, uh, it might be the worst team in the division with, um, Rogers Bum. bum. He, can't grip
2: a football because his thumb's broken. It's too cold it sucks and <laughs> Yeah. Later. Fair enough, Blake's dad. Fair enough. Um, should we take a break here? Yeah, let's take a break right here. Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore Dad. If you'd like to support the podcast, Fertile Ground Ranch, ministry.org You can find them at Fertile Ground, Fertile Ground ranch.org Did I say? Whatever. You get it. Sometimes I'm on autopilot and it gets a little weird. I'll legitimately do that. I'll put my brain on autopilot and I'll start doing other stuff. And then I'll kind of come back to what I'm doing. I'm like, wait, what did you just say? It's like, I really am not positive. I just was kind of doing other things. So uh, anyways, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance Keep your ride-or-die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for 5 that's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us.
5: Ryan, I don't know what's wrong with me. Why Why did I listen to the Sunshine and Rainbows crew? I've been bashing them the whole season. You were
2: holding strong the whole time. You just, You, you just needed to not make that last phone call. The last phone call, Nate. You called in, and you just you gave in. I don't know, man. Pretty good team. Maybe we'll see. Maybe it's kind of not. Nope. Should have stuck to your guns. Now, now, everything you say falls on deaf ears because we know the truth. You are deep down inside a positive, rainbowy, just glowing, covered in rainbows fan of the Green Bay Packers.
5: That's like the, my whole thing that, that I, that I do. And then I, after a win against the Cowboys, I, I was reading tweets and I'm like, you know what? Let's be more positive. I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why I did that. So I'm not going to do that anymore.
7: Okay.
3: Fair enough.
5: And, uh, if I see any of the positive fans on Twitter <laughs> thinking that we can turn this around, I am going to unleash on them. So consider this your warning any positive fans uh who are gonna who are uh, thinking that we can still make a run on this if i see it i uh I'm, I'm gonna unload all of my uh my entire anger on you so let's just keep it to a minimum and <laughs> let's all agree that this is now a tank year we're going for a high draft pick and let's just uh let's get some young guys some reps and get them some time playing Phil pat go
2: well um be careful out there, folks, because Nate is uh, Nate's Nate's going to verbally attack you. I think, pretty sure. I don't know. I want to see it. Hey, Ryan. Hey, how you Two doing? Thoughts?
1: One. I guess this uh, this one's a question. For our defense is it is a scheming to be that far off the ball? Is that the player's choice? And on some of those wide open. Plays down the field is that is that uh, Joe Barry's fault or is that uh, you
2: know Savage's fault? For um, I think it's a combination. The the blown coverages are obviously never never calls. I mean there there can be open spots in in a zone, but it's usually pretty easy to identify the difference. You know you'll see guys on either side of them and and they're kind of converging to try to take it away, but they you know they just didn't get there in time. You, you hit the little open spot in the zone. But we saw numerous times guys running wide open. Um, I saw some of the guys talking in the Discord. um, Specifically, uh, I know Sam Holman is kind of our defensive guy. But um, it seems as though on one of the really bad beats, it wasn't Savage, it was actually Jair. It's it's hard to know 100%, but I was kind of thinking that myself when I was looking at it. Not that I know, but the way Savage was kind of attacking the flat made it seem to me like Savage was going to come in and attack that flat, Jair would go deep over the top. Um, and there was, a, as as they also pointed out, there was kind of a hesitation from Jair. And then when he kind of, you could tell there was that moment in his head where he took off and ran. Now, it could just be that he realized, oh, Savage is an idiot. He went the wrong way, and I got to take this. I don't know for sure. But that it does appear that way, and um, that's sort of what I know Coach on and Sam, at least, were kind of leaning toward. Um, so, and, and the reason I want to bring that up is I even said this exact thing. I said, every time you see a problem, you see Savage. And so I'm putting it together. So now every time I see a problem and Savage is anywhere near there, or in several cases, and I I saw this a few weeks ago when I started defending Savage, there will be plays where Savage makes the tackle and it's like, you absolute idiot, you got beat. No, Savage, a lot of times is the guy that came in and cleaned up somebody else's mess. And then we blame him because he's standing there when it happened. Now, I'm not defending Savage. I'm just saying, um, to be clear, Stokes was a problem, Razul was a problem, Jair a lot of times has been a problem, Savage has been a problem, Amos has been a problem. Savage may be a the, the biggest of the group. It's entirely possible, but um the way that we sometimes phrase it as like we kind of like everybody, and Savage is the worst player in human history. No, it's it's kind of everybody's making lots of mistakes, and um, it seems as though Savage is making the most. I think that would be a more fair way to phrase it. But I know that wasn't the main part of your thing. But it's a combination between players and and plays is my thinking on it.
1: Just being terrible. Um, second thought, the announcers kept saying, "Oh, the Packers are doing a good job containing Derrick Henry," and I'm like. I don't care about the yards per carry. Every time they need a first down conversion, he got it.
2: Well, and that that was kind of my point. It was, I mean, I was kind of surprised to hear the yards because all I'm wondering is success. And it seemed like every time they ran, with the exception of some first downs, you know, he'd maybe get three or four yards, which isn't great. It isn't terrible on first down. Sometimes we'd stop him short, but I mean, it, it just felt to me like he always got what he wanted. And on the few occasions that he didn't, they would throw for that 15-yard pass. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think there was a lot of this game. And you know what? Let me see if uh, PFF, I wasn't wanting to look at something, or uh, uh, SIS has this up yet. It's kind of curious about something. Because I can rule those things out. You know, we can take away the third and shorts and see what the yards per carry was. Yeah, it doesn't look like they have it up yet, but um, I will try to remember to look at that. Because I am curious, you know, I mean, yeah, third and short, cool, but I can look at any time, you know, what was his yards per carry on, you know, yards to go of, let's say, five yards or more to go, you know, and, and granted, most running backs are going to have a higher yards per carry, but I just want to eliminate those short yardage situations, because in those situations, you're you're not, you're calling different plays that are designed to get you that one yard. And so, you know, the, the fact that they ran and got one yard, you don't see Packer fans cheering. Yeah, <laughs> one yard, suck it. No, it's a successful play. And that, that to me was where I don't know the yards per carry. As you said, it more was about success and not success. And, and you know, I mean, he wasn't getting the 20-yard carries. That's great. But it's almost more frustrating this way where he's consistently getting the four. You know, you get four, you get four, you get four. That's a first down. You know, if he gets five yards and then two yards and then gets three, well, two of those carries were two yards and three yards. So it's like the defense looks like it's doing a good job, but it's not. It's just slow bleed. So, yeah, I, I wasn't as impressed with the run defense. I mean, we didn't get necessarily gashed, which I guess maybe we just have a really low bar as Packer fans, or maybe we're just hung up on the yards per carry thing. But um, I wasn't I was annoyed by it personally.
1: We never stopped him doing that, right. except for maybe a one-fourth-out attempt. Yep. Um, Christian, better. Got to love that. There's some positivity, even if the season is uh, almost uh, almost down the drain, hanging on by a thread. And then my uh, my last one was Rodgers uh, kind of came back to his inaccuracy, but it's so weird. Like, someplace he just throw in the perfect ball. Like the touchdown to Watson, and then he just uh, completely misses Lazar and and, and Sammy. Some I don't know what in the world happened there, but
2: yeah, I think um, I think you could just t- the, the reason I wasn't as upset with the Rogers thing is because the whole you could feel the whole team kind of giving up and collapsing, and so when he started throwing bad passes, it was just kind of a yeah that makes sense. Now, should we expect more from Aaron Rodgers to be a professional and fight through for four quarters? Yes, um, but I'm. I think I'm just. I feel like I'm just used to it at this point. Like this is just what. Not just Rodgers, but this is what the team does. This this actually reminds me very much. What was it? I, I know 2018 was like this, but I I almost think 2019 was like this too. But I used to say that you could tell in the first. Five minutes of the game, if we were going to win or lose, because it was it was the same kind of cultural issues where, you know, you would you would see them come out flat and act like they don't care and pouting and everything else, and you just it was done. You could you could just stop caring from that point on. If they came out and and you know they got a couple quick plays and their energy's up and everything, said like, we got a shot here. But even then, if something would go wrong, it, they would go to zero so fast. Um. There, there is a very serious cultural issue here in Green Bay, and maybe this is the default. Maybe the default is you know guys get frustrated and guys struggle, and, and the the exception are the guys that are able to pull above that, the guys who have a really strong culture. That would make more sense because I don't know how this permeates through so many different coaches and and GMs and everything else, like where, where and players. You know the the only consistent thing is Rodgers, So either Rogers is a is a is I not uh, uh, not energy but a um motivation sap or the, it's it's the other thing where you know again the, the, the default is it's hard to stay motivated but anyways we're back to being that team that um just really has a hard time you know it's like it's like a dead battery man it just it you can maybe kind of charge it up a little bit and get a little juice out of it, but she's just dead and needs to be replaced. And, I, and I'm not making any allusion to what the battery is, but it is what it is. You figure out what the battery is. Hey, Ryan. uh
8: Zach from North Carolina. What up? I thought about calling last night, but it was late, and I thought I would just sleep on knee-jerk reactions. Uh, but, yeah, this morning I still think that Joe Barry has to go because the offense wasn't great last night, but the number one issue – defense uh savage just messed up on so many plays it seemed like we were in the soft coverage and just never challenged them even once they showed okay yes they are confident because once again we were a get right game for a team so like what is there to lose at this point by firing joe Barry? because yeah i would hope he's going to be fired after the season either way and at this point, you know, you have to win every game pretty much to have a chance at the playoffs, which I don't even know if I want. But once we go on the run, if we do, I'm sure I'm sure we'll turn around and beat the Eagles annoyingly and then uh, be right back where we were, excited, ready to be let down again. But, no, you have to fire Joe Barry because, you know, he's going to go after the season. Best-case scenario is the defense keeps playing okay under him. But somebody needs to light a fire under them, I think the best way to do that is to change the leadership up, even if it's promoting somebody from within. Because you just got to say, this isn't getting it done, and it's not the standard, and they weren't even prepared last night. I mean, they did okay against Derrick Henry, but they weren't prepared for the passing game at all. So, like, I don't know what you have to lose by firing Joe Barry. Odds are not good that you're going to make the playoffs. And... At this point, you gotta light a fire to even have a chance, so you might as well shake things up. After the defense, I thought the number two person to blame was Aaron Rodgers, because he, you know, was missing throws last night that he made week prior. And if he makes some of those th- those throws, will probably still have a chance to win the game. But you know, I mean, gosh, it was rough. It was just like the same old story from before. I thought the offense looked more competent on some drives. I know we ended poorly, but man. That was a sad game to watch. All right, go
2: back, go. Yeah, you kind of thought a couple times you saw a few glimmers of that Dallas offense, um, but I'm with you on the defense. Um, I, I just, I, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's inexcusable on on, on every level. I mean, again, I, I could go back and read what Mr. Numberman sent to me, which is staggering, the fact that. This defense with this composition is as bad as what Dom... I mean, I'm starting to feel bad for Dom Capers now. I mean, you know, I know his defense got stale. I mean, he, he, he clearly... You know, same thing we said about Mike McCarthy, who now has a job. And by the way, Dom is still out there working because... We brought him in because he's an absolute genius. And um, I don't know that he ever necessarily lost that. But anyways, not saying I want Dam, Dom Capers back. Um i just i I know for a fact he had terrible players that he was working with, and I know he was frustrating to watch and everything else and, and in was a similar situation, but the fact that this defense is on par with that defense, you've got to be kidding me, and that was i mean last year we were twenty second but I mean this year we're a little bit higher, but we're we're well on our way down again the fact that that we gave up the second-most points that Dallas has ever had and then the most points that Tennessee has ever had. I mean, this is what these things are based on. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's just going to continue to trend in that direction if we don't get this turned around, and I just at this point i am not really seeing that. We're 17th right now, and that has not factored in Tennessee yet. I just don't understand it. It took some
0: time in my head delegating what I
4: wanted to say. All right. And just going back and forth on what
3: to do. Uh, but I finally found the five uh, things for music to do. So number one, jazz. Number two, Metallica.
2: Is it the word association thing? Jazz, boring, Metallica, um, like middle school, I guess. I don't know Number three,
3: the triangle. Perfect. Number four, another one bites the dust. Queen. Number five,
4: Lil Wayne's green and yellow. All right, bye.
2: Masterpiece. All right, Seth, what's going on? Hey, Ryan.
1: I uh, I called in earlier. but I forgot to say one of the things that drove me the craziest about the last game, and that is, that might be some of the worst time management from a head coach I have ever seen.
2: Coming on the heels of that Dallas game, that's saying a lot. You don't start calling timeouts
1: like five, six yeah, minutes left. I forgot about that. That's game. right. He single-handedly changed it to, you know, basically a, a one-driver or, or bust when we got the ball back. Right. You know, who knows? Maybe the – Titans will try to do a play action, you get an incomplete pass, the clock stops. I don't know, I just, he turned a five minute game into a two minute game single handedly. Um, maybe I'm wrong on that, but that's what it seemed like to me. Also, just, uh, just to get some positivity going since, uh, well, why not? Um, I said it earlier too. Man, I love how Christian Watson's looking. I feel like he's just scratching the surface and he's looking like a lot better route runner than I thought he was. Um, Just how smooth he is in in and out of his breaks, and pretty excited about that. Um, I've heard a lot of people dogging Kenny Clark the last uh, couple weeks, and actually, I thought he was a wrecking ball this game. So many of those run stuffs, he was the first guy through.
2: I personally didn't notice that, but I, I I wouldn't doubt it just based on what I know he can do. But I, yeah, I didn't notice it live during the game. Um,
1: I thought, Ken. Kingsley and Preston set the edge really well. Yeah. Um Razul looked good as usual. Um definitely like Rudy Ford in there better than Savage. Savage just maybe it's just me, but he looks so small in there. Ru- Rudy Ford looks so much bigger, physical, faster.
2: It's funny because that there's no question about it. When you watch them, you could you can pick them out. Savage looks like he's five foot nine, one sixty-five, and Rudy Ford looks like he's six foot three, two twenty-five. And really, they're like one inch apart and maybe like five pounds difference, <laughs> but you know that stuff apparently matters in uh, when you're talking NFL height, weight stuff.
1: Just um, seems like it's a much more Packer style of player defense—not skinny and fast and scared to tackle Savage, but you know strong and fast and uh, a bruiser and Ford. Um, yeah, also good to have Kobe back. Um, good to see our offensive line settling in. Um, so there definitely are some good takeaways. Oh, one other thought I had is, why didn't we kick that field goal? Um, I think it was like middle, midway through the fourth quarter. It was a 10-point game. We went, through, went for it on like fourth and seven. And I think it would have been like a 52-yarder. So maybe Mason's hurting something, but usually that's within his range. Um, yeah, I think that's about it.
2: Yeah, uh, there's definitely something going on with Mason. Give me one second. Yeah, so it's a back injury for Mason, is what his issue is. That's why we brought in additional kickers. That's why we've been kind of like rotating stuff, and we we he's he's having issues. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it's kind of similar to Aaron, where I, it's like, okay, well, if he can't do his job, should we find somebody else? And we're like, nah, let's just keep him in. It'll be all right. And then he kicks like a fourteen yard kickoff and it's like, okay, maybe it's a little bit worse than all right. Maybe. I don't know. Contemplate it. Think it over.
7: Hey Ryan, uh Chris from Alabama, man. Hey, what's uh, up, man? Wanted the call back that day, I kinda got a uh slightly clearer head. I was I was kind of uh <laughs> kind of sauced up last night, man. Had <laughs> <Man>, a <man, man. laughs> Few, maybe a few too many drinks last night, especially after the game. I was kind of like draining my sorrows in it. Maybe that wasn't a good idea. But I just wanted to call back today,
2: and I really got see the good news. Here's the good news for the drinkers, as opposed to the the uh, emotional eaters. I am going to gain three pounds. You're going to sober up, and the alcohol's out of your system. That that. The the tacos just sit there. They don't really go anywhere until I like actively work to make them go away, which I don't intend to do. But you, at least you got that going for you. I felt better in the morning, but I gotta carry that shame with me for uh for eternity. So there you go. Hope that helps.
7: Like a two side two sides of the corn type deal. Uh first just saying that I know we're not mathematically out, yeah. so Just saying of the slight possibility that we can sneak in or whatever, which is highly unlikely, but kind of like you said on the uh, uh, podcast yesterday, I'm kind of wishing I'm not going to count them out until they're mathematically out. And that's probably more of the fan in me talking than being realistic. But like I said last night, if if we show fight, even if we don't make the playoffs and we don't blow this thing up and we come back, what would be a good? I mean, what is the the most important piece that we are missing that we need that we might need to address either in free agency or the draft? Free agency is gonna be tricky because of the cap. The draft, not so much. Uh, me personally, I think they're going defense again. Yeah. No matter what draft pick, high or low. Yeah.
3: Because
7: the safety spot is a big glaring yep. issue. And then, how it's looking now, I think Goody hit on Watson and Dobbs, so that's a good foundation going forward. So, I mean, do we go safety or do we go offense again? And spot, which was very intriguing to me.
2: Sorry, I keep pausing the wrong one, so you guys sound like it's glitching on your end. I'm I'm pausing the recording and not what you're saying. Um, The good news, if you're kind of – kind of where it sounds like you and I are at, and I know a lot of other people are, where it's, I'm tired of going defense, we've addressed that enough, we need to go offense. However, what's the biggest need? Probably safety, right? You look at it, it's still going to end up being probably defense. However, a glimmer of hope here, assuming we get a very high pick, there's not going to be a safety. At least it doesn't seem that way. The safeties are going to be very similar to what we saw last year, where it's going to be late first, early second type of, of picks. So that would probably be something we address early second second round, possibly trade up into the first if it's that desperate. Um, But Antonio Johnson out of Texas A&M is currently consensus pick 25. Uh, And then you got Brian Branch out of Alabama. I'm shocked to see a different Alabama safety up higher than... Anyways, it doesn't matter. If you're looking at the early picks, we're talking top 10, just kind of revisiting. You got the two quarterbacks, which... Again, we technically have three. Will Levis is now sitting at six, so that was quite a quite a climb there by Levis, Um, who again I do like, but I I I can't get there as far as an early pick. So Stroud is, in my opinion, twenty twenty Aaron Rodgers. Will Levis is sort of he fixes one of the problems with Rodgers, but is much worse than the other, and that is he's he'll stand in the pocket. He's a big dude. He'll take the hits but his accuracy is is really lacking. Bryce, I can't exactly remember what my thoughts off to go back and watch, but I know that's where a lot of people are thinking that's where the money is. I didn't necessarily see it, but beyond that though, if we're not looking at quarterback, you're you're kind of looking a lot of defense again. Edge rusher, defensive line, edge rusher, corner. Those are the next several. Then you get an offensive lineman, then you get another def- defensive lineman. The only offensive player that's considered sort of a top 10 talent is wide receiver Quentin Johnston. You do have a bit of an offensive run here. You got Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison, wide receiver, B. John Robinson running back. Uh, then you got a corner, but then tight end, offensive tackle, wide receiver. So that the top ten is quarterbacks and defense. And this is the composition usually. Quarterbacks and defense. Then you get your your kind of top-tier offensive players between 10 and 20. And then after that, it's just kind of a a mixed bag. You usually start to see maybe tight ends and safeties and stuff come in just based on positional value, although again, Michael Mayer um being considered somewhat of a freak is is kind of in that above tier where you usually would find tight ends. So, to be honest, if I had to guess, we're not going to get a top 10 pick. I just don't think that's going to happen. I think we're going to find success. We're going to win probably 2 to 3 more games. We're going to end up picking probably in the 14, 15, 16 range. But the good news is that's kind of the money range. And granted, yeah, if we had a top five pick, we could trade back. But you know what? They're not going to. They're not going to do that. They're going to take Will Anderson or Jalen Carter or Miles Murphy. And that's not a bad thing. But what I am saying is they're not going to trade back and then get like two top wide receivers or a wide receiver and Michael Mayer or, or a wide receiver and, and Paris Johnson or whatever. They're, they're, they can. And it's a good illustration of the value, but I don't think they would do it. They would they would probably take like Jalen Carter. Um so the the again, the positive news is despite the fact that we're probably not going to see the tank for for a top five pick, we are gonna see the Packers sitting right in this money zone with Quinton Johnson, Jordan Addison, B. John Robinson, Michael Mayer, uh Paris Johnson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, um Broderick Jones, uh uh, however, you say Kayshawn Boot. I gotta watch that dude just so I can figure out how to say his name. Um, you know, this this is where these guys reside. Something to think about, I guess. I don't know. Kind of agree. That would be
7: really good to go tight end. You can always use another tight end, or you know, stretch the middle of the field. We already got the deep threat. It yeah. looks like Romeo could be a good positional wide receiver, so tight end doesn't sound bad at all.
2: Yeah, tight end is cool. I mean, it's such an underrated piece, but I don't know why. First of all, you look at the top tight ends in the NFL, and I know they're very rare, but let's just assume that this is one. How valuable is Travis Kelsey? I mean, he, he's just as valuable as any top wide receiver in the NFL, but then you get the added bonus of really helping dominate in the run game. And, and plus, what you look at what Matt LaFleur does in this this offensive scheme, if you're a serious blocking threat, but you can block down and then leak out and, and be a receiving threat, I don't know why that isn't more valuable than like any position. It feels like, especially in this offense, that would feel like the most valuable position aside from quarterback on this entire offense. But we treat it like it's just, eh, I don't know, tight end, stupid, who cares? It's weird. I, I don't know. But I... I I'm I'm always skeptical of first-round tight ends, but if you told me for sure, like, you know, you can get an elite tight end or an elite wide receiver or an elite whatever, aside from quarterback, no offense to Rodgers, but I'll always take an elite quarterback, um, tight end would be really high on the list. And I know I'm probably wrong somehow, but I feel like I'm not.
7: But on the other side of the coin, if we decide to just go in a whole different direction and just blow everything up, they put love in, and love doesn't pan out, do we go quarterback or do we go offense or what do we do? So, I mean, with Watson and Dobbs, I think we have a good foundation at wide receiver. Uh, Watson has came on five touchdowns in mm-hmm. two games. That's that's really good. I forgot to even bring that up last night. Like I said, I was kind of <laughs> on the sauce. But, yeah, that he's he's showing a lot, and he's showing – He's showing me, and I'm pretty much a lot more Packer fans. that. Continuing. All right, it's Chris again. I got, I guess I got a little long winded You're good, there. man. But yeah, he, Watson is showing what what we drafted him to be. So I think moving forward, Watson and Dallas is a good foundation. Uh, honestly, like I said, I'm still on the fence. I don't know if we bring this back, blow this up. I guess it just determines on the rest of the season for me to, to see if we're going to fight through the season or we're just going to give up.
2: Yeah, I mean, this this made it harder because I was pretty confident in what we needed to do. But seeing Rodgers play better against Dallas and at least play kind of good against Tennessee, it's just it's so hard, you know, to because because you know, especially Dallas, you know there's something there. And you start thinking through your head, like, okay, let's not overreact. Could we, could we find a way to turn this around? That's why I said, could we get, you know, grab Michael Mayer, the tight end, grab a safety, plug a couple of these holes, get another top-tier weapon in there, you know, get another, you know, a, a full year under Watson and Dobbs belt. You know, maybe we run this thing back. And 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 if we can hit on a defensive coordinator and get a top top 12 for crying out loud, a top 10 Defense, a a just a a good, not great, not elite, not unstoppable. Just a good defense, along with an offense that's really just clicking. I think we got a shot, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with you. I I need to see more of this team and see who wants to be here and who doesn't. And you know, was was that one game from Rodgers a fluke and something just weird is going on or is was was it just like his thumb is you know reports now that um. His thumb is apparently broken, which certainly doesn't sound great. Um, I mean, he's fighting through it, but, yeah, the ball came out weird. Well, duh, his freaking thumb is broken. But I, I don't know. I'm, Yeah, I'm with you. Uh,
7: the Philadelphia game will tell it all because we lose that one. We are pretty much mathematically should be out of the race. More or less. So if we win, it will be another week of we might do something or prolonging Love getting on the field, so just let me know where you think where where you're at with it. Uh, like I said, I think we got a good foundation. Wide receiver, do we go offense in the draft? Do we go defense in the draft? Just let me know. Go peg, go.
2: That's the question: is what What are we gonna do? Um, I mean, if you're if you're all the way blowing it up and we get an early enough pick, the the number one question is: Do you like any of these quarterbacks? Personally, I don't, but it doesn't matter if any of these guys. Our legit number one quarterbacks that's the answer to the question. That's what we're doing. and the other the other question is, you know because you say, well, we're not going to pick high enough. okay, well, how many of these guys actually want quarterbacks? Houston, they say they like their quarterback, but would they take one Probably Las Vegas, I don't think so. Carolina, yes, um, Philadelphia would be pick four because the Saints gave up their pick, a bunch of dummies. So that's a no. Jacksonville as a quarterback, that's a no. Chicago as a quarterback, that's a no. Detroit maybe would. I say maybe because they've been in this position before and have passed on the quarterback because they have so many holes still to fill. There's no point dropping a quarterback unless you're 100% positive that's the guy. Seattle, very good question. It seems like it should be an automatic yes, but I don't think it is. And then Houston picks again. They're not going to pick two quarterbacks. Uh, Pittsburgh just drafted one. I don't think they would. Uh, Detroit again. And then Green Bay right now. So, you know, if there's three quarterbacks, I would say if you're in the top 10, you got a pretty good shot of landing one of them. If you like them. Now, if you want the top one, you might be out of luck if Houston decides to go that route with pick number one, assuming they stay number one. I don't know. But um, that's the first question. And and if Rodgers is coming back and you're going in a new direction that I, or going in that direction, then um, you're kind of just doing the same thing where, you're just you just draft best player available you know i mean that's just what you do uh, assuming it's not probably a quarterback but i i don't i don't i i don't know man i don't somebody's got to tell me what direction we're going and then i'll i'll tell you what i think is the best possible uh direction Anyways, I am going to leave it at that for now. Thank you guys for calling in. Please get your calls in 608-501-0718. We got a long week ahead of us to try to contemplate this. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what direction we should go or whatever else you want to talk about. Literally anything else. Um, But uh, you guys have a great night. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye bye.